I just remember when I was a kid, there was like literally you can call a number to get the movie times, and it was always like this: "Hello and welcome to Movie Phone" or something. You know, like uh, you guys never did that. It's owned by AOL, so there you go. That makes sense. <laughs> they purchased Movie Phone for three hundred eighty-eight million in nineteen ninety-nine. Smart business <laughs> as usual. <laughs> hey, and welcome to For the Podcast. This is episode forty-one. I'm Michael, as always, here with my good friends Jason and Will. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey. And Will, you're back. Yeah, I'm. I'm here. All right. Hi. <laughs> let's uh let's get to it then follow up uh, just one little thing from me um I, I guess we never talked about it but i recently got airpods uh and so i can lend my impressions now that um i have them they're, they're pretty good i like them uh i actually don't think that the volume lack of volume controls is an issue uh i mean it would be nice to have but it's not a deal breaker i guess um but the one thing that kind of is a deal breaker for me is that they they fit better than the the air the earpods did, but uh, the right one still kind of falls out a little bit, or it doesn't necessarily fall out, but it feels really loose. Do you ever get that, Mike? Um, I mean, not really. No, they're they're it's about like the a pretty snug both. fit. Yeah, yeah. So the right one, like, it's basically sitting in my ear, but it's not like fully like sealed. So if if you um, jump, would it like fall out? It does a really good job of, like, not falling out. Like, I would have to turn my head 90 degrees, uh, and then it might fall out. But generally, it doesn't fall out. But it feels really insecure. Like, I constantly have to, like, adjust it and, like, you know, not I don't trust it. And then also, like, because it's not really seated in my ear properly, uh, the sound quality is not as good. I see. Okay. So uh, one thing that I tried to do last night was um, I hear a lot about Sugru. Is that how you say it? It's like... Uh, it's like a basically like a, a putty, like a moldable putty that um, ends up drying over like 24 hours to like, it's still bendable after it dries, but you can kind of like use it. So some people have modified their old ear pods when it didn't fit their ears to kind of uh, wrap it in Sugru. Um, so I bought a, a white pair, uh, like a white pack of Sugru and I kind of molded it around. The tricky part is because the case that it goes in is so, so tight, you can't oh, really yeah, like yeah. just cake it on. Uh-huh. And my ear is so massive. My right ear only, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so um, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to brag, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but basically, even with the Sugru, it, it is better. Uh, Today is my first day. It's definitely better than it was before, but it's still not quite uh, there. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I wanted to post a picture, so I'll post that in the show notes so you can see what it looks like with the Sugar on. Are you like proud? Is that why you want to post this picture? Uh, It looks, it doesn't look nearly as good as like the stock AirPods, but it doesn't look terrible, I guess. Some people, there's like like an Instructables website of this guy teaching you how to like mod the the AirPods. But for some reason, he used like black Sugru. Oh, so like it's very like it i just awful. don't understand what yeah why wouldn't you just use the white one but um so we'll see it doesn't look terrible i'm thinking maybe he'd use the uh black one to be a very hey this is how i installed the sugru like yeah. just clearly visible oh, yeah that's instructable true. yeah maybe instruct you yes it is uh like removable so like if you don't like it or if it ends up not fitting you can just take it off so that's pretty cool um but I, I saw that some other people, what they do is they actually use like, uh, you know, those like old school foam things that you put on top of earbuds back in the day, like not the silicone nibs, but like the, uh, like the little, literally they're like foam. Uh huh. 
some people buy those and they put them on top of the AirPods and then they just cut a hole for the sensor so it still like will pause when it's not in your ear and stuff like that. Okay. All right. Are you going to, so, I mean, if this doesn't work out, are you going to keep them? If the I think I'll keep them. They, yeah. they actually, so when I'm like sitting at work, um, the mic is pretty good. Like I think that it's it's usable on calls. You don't and have then, to pick up that uh, savage uh, yeah. old time phone. <laughs> right. And then um, also when I'm not moving, if I'm sitting like just on it at a desk, it doesn't really fall out. It's just when I'm walking that it's, it's kind of annoying, right? It feels insecure and I constantly have to fidget with it. And uh, it's easier to just have corded ones that go over my ears. But we'll see. Anyways, just wanted to mention that. Okay, nice. All right, Will, you're up first since uh, since uh, you missed out on last week. What you got? Yeah, did I really did I really miss out on last week? I mean, hey, the switch. Wow. I just want to talk about the switch. Okay. Right. I tried to ah. I tried to snap, but I couldn't ah. do it very well. Don't don't do that. No, no, <laughs> no. If, okay. o- only if you can walk on the stage like uh, Suda did and look kind of weird. Uh, when introducing stuff for a grasshopper. Only if you can <laughs> show up like that first. And let me be the uh, translator the first... who can't keep up. <laughs> the first thing, uh, I think the pricing is wrong. Completely wrong. Uh, 299 is too high for a base system. Um, I think I would have been okay if it had been 325 if you pack in Zelda. I think that would have been like, oh, wow, I'm getting a sense of a deal and it's new because right now you can buy a S and get like multiple games for free. Uh, and even though this is the Switch will be the newer console, techno- technologically speaking, it's going to be on par at best to the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox. How much is... The Xbox One S two ninety nine two ninety nine. I think they're two, and, but you can usually get them for like two forty nine with a game or yeah. something like that, right? Like it's yeah. not difficult. And that's just at, at least one game. Uh, they've been throwing in like more than one game on some of these uh, console um, bundles. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so you'd be okay with three twenty five with Zelda. Yeah. So so that works out to what like two sixty five without Zelda. Yeah. Okay. But you don't. You there's no 265 SKU. You only release that SKU. Right, right, right. And then right, you gotcha. do a price drop after six months to 299. With Zelda. Uh, without Zelda. But then you're where we are now. Yeah, you're where you are now. But I, I'm. Not, I don't want to buy this at launch right now. <laughs> I'd buy it at launch if Zelda was a back in. Yeah. And then around Christmas, you'd actually have like a real price drop to like 250. Because that's the time when they're going to have to do a price drop. Yeah. Because Scorpion will be announced and the Xbox One will probably be like, well, okay, the old one's totally gone and we should make the S maybe a little bit cheaper because we have a new console, which means Sony will also drop the price of the PS4 and the PS4 Pro. And then you're stuck with this Nintendo gimmick that... First of all, I'm going to be spending way too much money on Joy Cons, okay, uh, yeah. for me to <laughs> for me to be happy with. Uh, I mean, I'm just angry about this one. This was this was the. I feel like 
when is Nintendo going to become Sega? This may be a we may be looking at a Dreamcast like situation here. Wow, you think this is the, it, huh? Dreamcast. This may be it. First of all, since it is a mobile console as well, what happens to the 3DS? Or I mean, the new 3DS. Uh, especially since around Christmas time, there were rumors saying that there was a shortage of finding 3DSs. Uh, so what is going to happen with that platform, which has been like the one thing that's been giving Nintendo cash all of this time? Yeah, so I was kind of like watching uh, or like reading other comments um, after the event, and it seems like you know, they're kind of downplaying the Switch as like a replacement for the 3DS, more like it's a console, it's like a home console system that you can take with you versus like a replacement for the 3DS, I feel like is is how they're positioning it. And I'm not sure if they're doing that just to, you know, unless like it really takes off and like, oh, yeah, 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 we were planning on like, you know, this is going to replace the 3DS all along. Well, I don't know if they're just well, kind they're of like hedging. This... Huh? Yeah, I mean, they're doing this quite poorly because at least the Switch, you get an AC adapter now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it clearly would be a replacement. <laughs> um, I think uh, the Joy-Cons, it's, it seems like a really great idea, but getting the replacement ones, getting extra Joy-Cons, that price is just way too high. Uh, also, the whole entire, I think we're past the motion controller thing. VR is the next thing. Uh, motion controllers are great for party games, but not for video game video games uh i think the wii the wii was a great hit and we're now past that oh wait so some follow-up on that um i was talking about splatoon 2 last week or splatoon last week and then how um i didn't like the motion controls for aiming but apparently i was also reading some like articles again this week and then they said that seems like a lot of like more you know higher level Splatoon players actually prefer the motion controls over like, you know, aiming with the like analog sticks, which I found surprising. Yawn. Splatoon 2, okay, great. I think it's a good idea that they did that, but I'm a Nintendo fan. Splatoon's not really what I came here for. I was impressed by Mario. I was impressed by Zelda. Hey, uh, this is a time where I think you guys should bring up all... There should be announcements for every Nintendo thing out there. They should have just said, like, hey, we're getting our butts kicked. We're already behind. Uh, here's Kirby. Here's Metroid. We're going to have a Smash Brothers soon. Uh, that's where I think they should have, like, gone. Just pull out all pull out all the stops. Yeah. yeah. Because I mean, you think, like, at them, this point, they have nothing to lose. Like, just go all out. And then if, you know, they can't do it with all of their, like, awesome IP, then... They shouldn't deserve to exist. Well, not exist. Turn into a software company because you're not doing it with the hardware. Because, I'm sorry, Nintendo, uh, spending that time to give, show off Skyrim, that's not exactly a win. I already have it uh, I already have it on... I can, I can get the enhanced edition for my PlayStation 4 or my Xbox One, or I could put it on my PC and just have it blow everything away. And if you say it's... Mo oh, yeah, but now it'd be mobile. Sorry, Skyrim's not exactly the game where you're going to be playing it mobile unless you're on like some kind of transatlantic flight. Which, since it's going to be one of the higher uh, pixel-pushing games, you're only going to have three hours of charge. So make sure you have that AC adapter. The dock, I think, is a little bit pricey, but I can understand it. 
I, I can understand the pricing of it, but it's a little unacceptable um, based off of the fact that I can use multiple screens if I want to um, use my Xbox One or my PlayStation 4 because of the fact that both of Xbox One can stream to a PC and PlayStation can stream to a Mac or PC using its remote play. And I can just throw my laptop HDMI out onto my screen. And I already have a laptop. So I don't know about how many Switch buyers will not have like access to a laptop or, or something. Especially since these are people uh, who will be buying it around launch time. Uh, the other... I have one... One thing that's really bothering me is one two switch. I'm sorry <laughs> that if Zelda's not a packing game, that should have been a packing game. Not only that, it's it's like WarioWare. I feel like it's it's WarioWare that you're going to charge people sixty bucks for. And frankly, sorry Nintendo, you're not going to sell me on a tech demo. This was probably done to actually test to see how all of the motion controller functionality worked on this console. Mm-hmm. I I think that's a I think it's a terrible terrible uh, thing to ask that to be a full price game. I think uh, it's not full price though, actually. But really? it's it's pretty close. It I better think be like, like half price. <laughs> it better be half price then. Uh, also, also half price. I haven't followed since uh, the announcement, but like, did they show off any like more gameplay of One Two Switch? Like, is it literally like is the duel like ten seconds long and then it's over, or is there like best of three or best of ten or I don't know, right? Like, how quick are these okay. games? Are they like thirty second games? <laughs> They're going to be short, short, quick games based off of what how they were demonstrating it, and they they were showing more than just like the duel. If you looked at the if you're watching closely, right? There's the cow milking, right? <laughs> there's the uh, subway sandwich or sub sandwich eating one. Oh, there is. Yeah, there's like one where you guys are like samurai and you try to catch the sword that the other person like is swinging at you. But like, are these games like um, more like WarioWare, where it's like ten seconds or, or you know twenty seconds, or you know you can play Wii tennis for a good you know ten minutes or so, right? Yeah, yeah, no, these are like definitely more quicker hit games. Yeah, in fact, uh, why not throw in a new Wii Sports for this console? Yeah, instead of this one two switch. I mean, there are a lot of missed opportunities here, but instead, we've got feeling ice cubes up to three. (laughs) (laughs) You think it can do more than three, or three is the max? Who cares? They can do more than three because there's <laughs> okay. a game where you have to like guess how many marbles are in the thing. But is it like six marbles or is it like? Uh... I, mean, I don't know, but I think it's more than three because I don't think I'm the not options spending three hundred dollars or three <laughs> on a crappy carnival game. Okay, no, <laughs> no. Also, arms. It seems like it's a great idea, but when you think about it, Wait, hey, really? Uh, no, no, no. It seems like a good idea. But okay. then you think about it, it's like, wait a minute. Have you ever played Wii Boxing before? Okay. Yeah, but these have let's arms add, that stretch. Let, let's add a little bit more movement. Okay. Wouldn't it have been better if we released a boxing game? Uh, I don't know. We, we kind of have a IP that did that. What was it called? Punch-Out? Oh. <laughs> we could have done that instead. Man. <laughs> nope, but instead we've got... Arms. What were the... What were the terrible names of the characters? Oh, Ribbon Girl. Yeah. 
Yeah. And like stretch spring, matters. Yeah. Spring, spring man, man, spring man, and <laughs> yeah. ribbon girl. Okay. Yeah. Motion controls on that game are optional, by the way. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, Mario did impress me. I just wish they didn't get the hat eyes, but that will probably be explained in the story. Uh, Wait, that was Mike's favorite part, though, right? Bowser has a hat, too. The, the eyes. That I, I didn't. It's like, why'd they have to get that? I mean, Mario's cape didn't have eyes. Okay, so not a fan of the eyes. I see. We'll we'll agree to disagree there. Not a fan of the eyes, but the game looks really good. (laughs) Let's see. What else? I guess we'll see who wins that one. (laughs) Boo. Uh, (laughs) Boo. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Winting game. Your free classic game is kind of shady. Okay, well, I mean, I didn't know that at the time, but uh, yeah, so I think Jason updated in the show notes, but uh, um, the game, the free game that you get every month is uh, is like, you just get it for that month. It's not like you get to keep it afterward. So yeah, if which you want to buy it, that's, that's horrible. That's horrible. Wait, so, so can you buy that game afterwards? You can, yeah. You can. I'm waiting for the one month to be NES's urban champion. I'm waiting <laughs> for that to happen. Because I'm like, great, you're going to give me a terrible game for a month and let me play that. And, oh, I'll have the option to buy it afterwards. Hopefully the the option to buy will be at a reduced pl- price, especially since come the fall, uh, we would have to pay for the online service. Um, How about the Netflix? Yeah, Doesn't is, that excite you a little bit? Um, have you ever heard of an emulator? Uh, it's so janky and doesn't yeah. work that well. <laughs> oh, because Nintendo's online presence has definitely given you confidence. <laughs> I'm not saying that, you know, it'll be Hold know, on, amazing, let me connect but... with you. Give me your friend code. <laughs> well, oh, wait. No, 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 not my friend code. Let me text you something or use a, another application on my smartphone. I'm like, why are they mentioning the smartphone for connecting with your friends? Why are they not giving me any clarity as to how the online hey it frees up the uh, it frees up the, uh, the switch to focus on gaming it doesn't have to have an overhead yeah. for uh for chat Voice? stuff <laughs> but isn't, isn't taking the game away like the most nintendo thing you can ever imagine yeah it really is it's pretty ridiculous <laughs> it's like they're so protective over their like uh their old like they library. can't even give you a game for free yeah yeah yeah, got to save Even the library. Sony and Microsoft are giving away like tons. Of, they've been doing this for years, right? Just giving away games for free, and like you can just rent a game for a month. It's not like we're never yeah. gonna buy the game again on the next Nintendo console. It's like that's never happened. I haven't. I haven't bought like Super Mario World five different times on like every different console that, that exists. <laughs> but it's a Although, good game. It's not <laughs> one two switch. Yeah, yeah. I would want to play uh, Super Mario 3D World on uh, on the Switch if I could. Wait, why? Because I actually never finished it on the Wii U. So I'd like to play it again. Did you get rid of your Wii U? Yeah, I don't have it anymore. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I have maybe like two more things about it. Um, The third-party support. Hey, you kind of... Why'd they ruin Fire Emblem? I mean... Wait, isn't there a Fire Emblem uh, Nintendo Direct coming up soon? Yeah, it's going to be that Fire Emblem Musou game. Hopefully, we have more than this uh, Dynasty Warriors uh, garbage that they're going to do to something that, hey, this has been a beloved franchise that they finally brought over to the U.S. It did extremely well. 
and this is how they announce it here. I mean, RPG-wise, I was really impressed with that uh, Square project just by the art style, but this is one of those things where it's like, Square will probably port this to the PC on and have it sold on Steam uh, eventually, and who who knows if that's an exclusive or not? We don't know. Yeah, that was not, was that mentioned as an exclusive? Because if I'm a third party, uh, I am not. I'm not. I'm not throwing. All, I'm not going all in on Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the last thing was, hey, this was in Japan. This would have been a perfect time for third party. You, where's my Monster Hunter on a big screen? That would have been great. That would have definitely. I mean. That's something that was pretty much like the killer app for uh, the 3DS for a long period of time. And this would have been a really good way to be like, hey, we have it on the console. But I don't know. I'm just angry. <laughs> but of course, I'm going to end up getting one. I'm right. going to end up getting one. Right. In fact, did you, did you pre-order one fact, or no? No, I, I sat on the fence and I thought about it and I said no. And then after listening to last episode, Jason, I'll probably buy it off of you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm going to keep mine or not, but we'll see. Yeah, I'll buy it off you. Okay. <laughs> there we go. I like it. All that anger just to like buy it on day one. That That's the thing is like no matter how angry Nintendo fans get, it's just like what can we do? It's like. The Peter Pan effect. We get kicked in the face, and then it's like, okay, can we have more, please? <laughs> Punched in the nose, but it's like, well, at least I got Zelda out of it. Yeah, exactly. We have no choice. It's, uh, it's terrible. All right. I got that out of my system. I'm good now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Mike, what do you want to talk about? I want to not talk about anything tech-related. Um, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to read my uh, article this week. Uh, well, I didn't write it, but uh, it's it's ranking America's fast food chicken nuggets. And um, oh. I figure we have some chicken nugget connoisseurs uh, on this podcast. So I wanted to see how you guys felt about uh, their rankings. So um, I'll go through this. It's a Eater article. Um, that will be linked. And then I'll just uh, let's go from worst to best. And then afterwards we can uh, discuss. So. Um, worst on their list, number nine, is the uh, White Castle Chicken Pretzel Donut-Shaped Ring, uh, which I've never had. Um, eight is the Burger King Classic Nuggets. Seven is the KFC Popcorn Nuggets. Uh, six, White Castle makes an appearance again. This is the Chicken Donut Ring, not to be confused with their worst one, which is the Chicken Pretzel Donut-Shaped Ring. <laughs> That's so weird they have two. <laughs> Wait, but is it like, because a lot of fast food vendors have chicken nuggets or chicken, chicken type products, right? So if you can make the list twice, even if it's like number 10 or number nine and number six, is that pretty good? Mm, no? Uh, Would you rather have like three appearances in the top 10 or like number two? But I don't think like this is one. like a top, it's just like, I don't think they're including all chicken nuggets. You think there's only nine in the world, like in in the world they're, they're literally this is the worst <laughs> not the worst but the worst from like place i mean i don't know what their criteria like their inclusion criteria are here okay. um but uh you know let's just gotcha. okay i don't know they sell two kinds of chicken nuggets i mean burger king sells two kind of chicken uh two kinds of chicken nuggets so after that number five was the chicken fries the from burger king yeah um number four popeye's chicken nuggets number three Chick-fil-A nuggets. 
Number two, McDonald's comes in with their chicken McNuggets, uh, which, by the way, I didn't know. Uh, like, this may kind of color the rest of the conversation, but um, or like inform you of like my my thoughts. But as I grew up, I never like. I just thought that nuggets were like McNuggets. I thought they were all called McNuggets, even though they didn't come from, you know, McDonald's. Didn't know that, you know. <laughs> you thought they were Burger King McNuggets? <laughs> yeah, I just called, I just, it's like, you know, like Xerox or whatever, Kleenex. It's like, I want a McNugget. <laughs> so I, I never really thought about it when I was little. You, you didn't you didn't think what the mick was for <laughs> no, i didn't they just your parents probably thought that was hilarious and that's why they never corrected you <laughs> all right okay anyways moving on number okay. one um the wendy's spicy and non-spicy chicken nuggets i i almost i almost said i almost said mcnugget <laughs> <laughs> so they make an appearance twice both hit number one so i guess that answers my question like, there you go yeah so wow. let's see if there was anything that they excluded. I mean, it didn't didn't say anything, but okay. So how do you guys feel about this list? Have you had all of the nuggets on this list? I have not had any of the White Castle nuggets, so I can't comment on those. No, I've had the donut rings from White Castle, and uh, I've had everything. On, yeah, I've pretty much had everything on this list except for the donut, the chicken pretzel ones. Okay. Yeah, I didn't um, have that one. I don't think I've had the Popeyes ones either, to be honest. They're more similar to the old school uh, Burger King classic nuggets back when they were like chicken tenders, like big. But they're they're huge. They're I would say the Popeyes ones are like the largest sized uh, ones that you would get. Yeah, yeah, they definitely are. Didn't McDonald's have like a chicken tender type thing too? Not not McNuggets, but like a, a different option. They didn't. Yeah, they did. Yeah, like their premium like chicken tenders. But I think yeah. these are. Oh yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah, I think we're. we're but that's doing not on the nuggets. list. Oh well, it's well, probably you have, because you have donut-shaped rings. Those aren't nuggets. I mean, they're nugget-esque. They're like formed from like processed chicken meat. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I guess the chicken, the Popeyes chicken, chicken nuggets fries? are more like ten. Yeah, chicken fries are definitely like nuggety. Have you had those? Maybe once. I don't go to Burger King that often, so um, I'm, yeah, sure I'm not a huge them, fan but... of Burger King. But when I do go there, that's what I would get. Uh, I actually do think uh, with this order, I'm. I don't know. Uh, number two, I don't know. I don't know about the McNuggets. Is, are, are McNuggets then too again, high for you guys? I think they are. Uh, I have not had the new uh, because you know. Is it me or every couple of years they say, hey, now we're doing it with 100% white meat. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you said that last year. Right. <laughs> they were just kidding last year. When I was streaming like the Olympics, it's like every commercial, you know how like when you stream stuff, you always see like more like the same commercials. Like every commercial I saw was like a McNugget commercial. Um, I had a lot of McNuggets this summer. Here's like a uh, somewhat related question, but like I, I assume... Do you guys prefer dark meat or white meat chicken? Dark meat. Dark meat. I'm a foodie. Of course I like the dark meat. That's where the flavor is. Don't be an amateur. Okay, so right, so I I agree with dark meat, right? But then like McDonald's is saying 100%, you know, like white meat, right? I've actually read some articles on, on people like recently and and they're talking about like how at Thanksgiving and stuff like that people don't eat the dark meat, they only eat the white meat. Is that Not a thing? at my like, house. They've people, never been at my thing. They're, they're welcome. They're welcome to my Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's so strange, right? Like I, it, it was really strange to me that like people just not even like they they dislike they actively dislike the dark meat. They only eat the white meat, and so that, and it, that's just sad to hear. That 
that meat is good for turkey sandwiches because oh it's way better that's all you have left because the dark meat's already gone like the first i mean where's the where do you go when when you do when you do thanksgiving what what do you claim as your first piece of uh meat when you go to the turkey Oh, I don't know. Die, <laughs> drums. I don't yeah. know any anything like that. Yeah, you you get you get a drumstick, or else you messed up. Okay. <laughs> okay. So so then I guess my next question would be, well, okay. Well, what do you think? Do you think McDonald's are too high at number two? You think they are? I think they're a little high. Yes. Yes, because part of me has a a huge love for Chick Fil A nuggets. I mean, yeah. I've I've had Chick Fil A nuggets catered at. Super Bowl parties. Oh wow! So I love Chick Fil A nuggets. I do not agree with their stance on a lot of things, especially since hey, I'm in the Bay Area. Jason, you know there's no Chick Fil A around here. Yeah, there isn't. The nearest one is like I think there's one in Santa Rosa, Walnut Creek maybe. Is there one in Walnut Creek? I know there's one up in Santa Rosa because. I, de- I want to go there all the time after going to Russian River. <laughs> um, so okay. their, their nuggets I find to be great, but I think it's because of peanut oil. Peanut oil is the best way to fry anything. Like, there's a reason why it costs so much, and you end up going to Costco if you ever want to, like, deep fry anything seriously. Like, it's really a good bargain if you do it at the Costco. <laughs> Wait, how much? How much are these Chick Fil A nuggets? Are they expensive to cater? Well, uh, I think you Asking can get up for to a like a hundred. They're 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 not too they're not too expensive. Oh, okay. and wait, is that really uh, a thing this, though? Like, did you actually cater them, or did you just go to Chick Fil A and order like? No, you 10, order 10 from bucks. their catering menu. Oh, they have a catering menu. Yeah, they have a catering menu. Oh, I, I thought you called them and they were like, "What?" Like. And you're just like ten boxes, please, or something like that. And they put it in like a party. They put it in like a plastic party tray with like all the sauces. Oh wow! So, oh yeah. yeah, large hot nuggets tray, eighty two dollars. Wow. Okay, so Mike, I assume you you agree with this, right? McDonald's chicken nuggets. Um. Or do you okay, want them to so, be number one? No. Well, okay. So growing up, love chicken McNuggets, and then I remember maybe it was like when the Wendy's ones came out, and I feel like when Wendy's we were, McNuggets. Well, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when uh, when we went to, I feel like I went to Wendy's a lot at college, like during college. Yeah, we we may oh, not yeah, be well, able to yeah, say that we are not biased when it comes to judging Wendy's nuggets because of that amazing giveaway they did at college. Yeah, yeah, and then like the nuggets were so cheap, right? They were like what ninety nine cents for six or something, and then later five yeah. for ninety. Anyways. So I, I ate so many of those. But recently, I've kind of like come back come back around to like to the chicken McNuggets. So I, w- I wouldn't, I would actually, and then I actually, I don't like the Wendy's ones as much anymore. I just had like the four for four thing recently, like maybe a few weeks ago, um, where they give you like the whatever, you get like a little burger, a little fries, nuggets and a drink or something for $4. Um, wasn't, wasn't that happy with the Wendy's Nuggets. So... Like when the chicken McNuggets from McDonald's are like, when they're you know fresh, they're way crispier, and I think that's like it's pretty important. The crispiness is what I like um, about the. If you want the crispy, you should go to Popeyes. 
there's a percent there's a slight percentage chance you'll cut the roof of your mouth on the crisp okay <laughs> it's um, like the captain crunch I, of chicken McNuggets. yeah yeah actually yes um <laughs> so i think i don't know like i i haven't done fast food for a while i try to stay away from it but <laughs> i just can't agree with i actually i really can't agree with uh number two I always thought McDonald's chicken McNuggets are like the safe bet. Yeah, they're like my kind of like go-to standby. Like sometimes there's there are times when I like, I crave them, but yeah, most of the time it's like I, if I'm going to have it a because chicken of McNugget, comfort. It, you know, I think that's what it might be. Yeah, it's like they remind me of my childhood. Youth. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think if I'm judging by quality, like I could imagine Chick Fil A, Popeyes. Uh, Wendy's being higher than, than McNuggets, but like there's just something comforting about like I don't think McDonald's has the best burgers, right? Mm-hmm, in terms mm-hmm. of quality, but like they're pretty consistent, and you know what it's going to taste like. And I probably eat McDonald's the most out of all the fast food places, and so it's just more routine and like comfort and you know familiarity than it is like quality, right? And then okay, so I feel these these KFC popcorn nuggets are underrated, also, but. I agree like this description it's like you're really like if you like eating like the like the kind of like the skin of the chicken kind of thing or like eating like the breading like that's mostly what you're getting with the popcorn nuggets but I really like like yeah. the KFC like spices so sometimes I'll really want like the nuggets so I think they should be higher than seven but if you get a good batch where it's not too much breading and then it's really good or if yeah. it's fresh but like if sometimes it's like all breading and then it's really shitty <laughs> yeah yeah if you're getting popcorn nuggets, you're doing it wrong. Why? There is one acceptable order at KFC, and okay. it's called a bucket of chicken. Okay? <laughs> Get the bucket of chicken. I like it. Okay, Mike, well, one other question is, what if McDonald's went away from this 100% white meat and went 100% dark meat, chicken McNuggets? Would that be number one? Uh, no, it wouldn't. No? But it would be like huh. one and a half. It would move up from where it is, <laughs> What's but one not, and a half? not. It wouldn't be like isn't that number two? Over, <laughs> like, it wouldn't be enough to like overtake whatever number one is. Which I I like Chick Fil A nuggets also. I think those would be my number one. Okay. Um, but like the the chicken McNuggets would move up, but they can't like move up past Chick Fil A. So, so still second place. It's like you're still sitting at yeah. Okay, but a better second place. You're a little higher. One and a half place. <laughs> exactly. Okay, got it. Now, now you get it. But still second place. Um, okay, do the sauces play a role here? I mean, it's kind of like an aside in this article, but... Um, yes, like, I, yes, I yes, they do. Yes, they do. Okay. Um, like, I think the reason why McDonald's chicken and nuggets are so high is because the sauces this are good. Eater article has yeah. McDonald's honey as the number one sauce. Yeah. And the combination is perfect. Like oh, I is... like the honey too. Yeah, I like yeah, honey. It's, it's I like great. hot mustard, and I like sweet and sour. Uh, yeah, I like them all actually. But but I actually, when I was a kid, I primarily got honey. As <laughs> an like adult, I get less honey. Get out! Is that like invalidating? No, get out! Wait, right, wait do you guys get? So Mike does, but Will, do you get honey too? With the you get honey with the chicken McNuggets? With uh, McDonald's, yes, yes, I do. Yeah, and that's really good. I, I used to do that when I was a kid, and then I when I was an adult. I think that I, I ordered honey once and people were like, why did you get honey? And like they, they didn't understand and I thought that I was doing it wrong. You should have just said, because I know what I'm doing now. <laughs> Give me the honey and yeah. shut up. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, I always feel like Wendy's like was kind of their sauces were always lacking. Like I never liked. I mean, they yeah. were good enough to kind of mm. eat on on their own. Um, and maybe I feel like that's what it like. Maybe the McNuggets are like also like a vehicle for the sauce in a way. I don't know, or like they yeah, go well I mean, like better with sauces. Or maybe you're familiar like, with them. I guess I don't know. I, I feel like I'm pretty familiar with Wendy's sauces, and oh yeah, that's true. I I mm. never really I never really liked them. So, all right. So my one two three is one is a uh, Chick Fil A, two it would be McDonald's, and three uh, I don't know. Either Popeyes or KFC. I would go one Chick Fil A, two Popeyes because I love a bargain and they're gigantic. And three, I'm going to surprise you and go with KFC, even oh. though I never order them. The <laughs> because they taste good. They taste good. Yeah. Even though you're not ordering correctly, he, they taste good. They have like the big, uh, what do they have now? They're doing like the $5 or $10 like sharing things. You get a big thing of like popcorn nuggets. Maybe I'll go do that after this. Nope. Nope. Get a bucket. You'll be happier. <laughs> All right. Fine. Jason. So. I don't actually know that I've ever had Chick-fil-A nuggets because I've only been to Chick-fil-A a handful of times because they, they didn't have it in New York until maybe last year. Uh, and so the only times I've ever been to Chick-fil-A were when I was traveling like at the airport or like I went to you know, California or something like that. And so I've only had Chick-fil-A probably five times in my life. And so each time I would get the chicken sandwich and not the chicken nuggets. But I would imagine that they're probably number one if I, you know, if you guys like them. And based on their chicken sandwiches, I would say that they're probably number one, but I've never really actually had them. Um, so out of the ones that I've had, I actually think Wendy's is Wendy's and McDonald's are probably number one tied, mm-hmm. if I can do that. If I had to pick one, I'd probably pick, um, I guess I'd probably pick McDonald's because I get wow. them more often. But I like wow. I like Wendy's. Okay. And then um, the other, yeah, and then probably Popeyes third. But I've also probably only had Popeyes once, so it's not something that I normally get. I normally get the chicken when I go there. Yeah. So the other ones I've actually had multiple times. All right. Fair enough. And then with honey. With honey. Honey yeah. for all of them. Sure. Why not? No, but the Chick-fil-A one, do you, do you use like the Chick-fil-A sauce or do you actually use like a barbecue or like something else? I use my own barbecue sauce or I will use their like spicy, like, uh, what is it? It's a buffalo sauce. Yeah, their buffalo sauce That's, is pretty good. Like when I was younger, I liked their barbecue sauce, but it's way too sweet, so it's not that. It's not that good. You you get tired of it after a while. All right, that was my, that was my like random article for the week. That's good. I'm really sorry about that. I got a lot of anger from this Nintendo Switch thing. Still. Yeah, no kidding. Go eat some chicken McNuggets. Okay, my article is um, a article by MG Siegler. Um, and he's talking about, I feel like last time I did an article, it was about what, like voice, voice assistance. Yeah, what is right? this obsession? Get over this. <laughs> um, so he wrote an article that I thought was actually really interesting and it's talking again about voice assistance. And I guess basically these days there's a lot of talk, especially with CES about Alexa and Google home and how like Alexa is really taking off. And a lot of people are integrating into like vacuum cleaners and like refrigerators and cars and things like that. Right. Um, and so it's, it, I think most people are kind of poo-pooing Siri because Siri kind of sucks and Apple hasn't really done anything with it since it introduced it with the, the iPhone 4S. And his article is talking about 
he's questioning whether Siri is actually or whether Apple is actually behind. And and his thinking is that uh, he has an AirPod or he has AirPods that he got and he really loves them. And he thinks that like the AirPods are something that he can put in his ear and they can kind of like they kind of disappear. Like he doesn't really even know that they're in there, but they're like a really good conduit to accessing Siri. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it kind it kind of reminds me of like the movie Her, where he has that little earpiece and he's just talking to like uh, Scarlett Johansson in his ear right. all the time. Right. Only if Scarlett Johansson was saying, "I didn't understand that." <laughs> right. For right. Two right. minutes. No. Okay. So so like, but but what he's thinking is, and I thought it was kind of interesting, is that like everyone's talking about the home and like these home assistants and you put them in your kitchen and your bedroom and things like that. And and Apple is rumored to be working on like a Siri speaker. Whether that's in the Apple TV or standalone speaker, who knows, right? But maybe we'll see that later this year. But no one really is working on, you know, other than like the assistance in your phone, like a Pixel or, or um, like Siri on your iPhone. I feel like there's an opportunity here to have like a personal assistant on the go that's kind of in your ear, right? You don't need to use speakerphone. You don't need, to, it's easier to hear you because the microphone is closer to your mouth than like not in your pocket, right? I guess the question is like, do you do you think that this is like a like a legit category? Like, could Apple possibly be like leapfrogging um, by going to the next step by by having a like a an assistant in your ear, like a computer that's in your ear all the time that you have with you? Uh, it's not just existing like in your kitchen where you can't really access it when you're on the go, or like in your phone where you know you need to use a speakerphone or something like that. Like, what do you what do you guys think about that? Wait, what what do you want these like, or what do you see these assistants doing? Like everything we can like do on our phone, like you could just type like talk conversationally, like hey, you know what are well, it could even be like order dinner or like you know normal stuff, like you know what's the temperature or like do I have anything on my calendar or call so and so, send a text message to so and so, right? But I mean, I, I think you know in order for this to work, Siri needs to get way better, and there's an article that that was popular around WWDC of last year about these AI companies that Apple had acquired and we're going to get Siri 2.0. That's like, you know, way better. And clearly that didn't happen, but I mean, Apple has to be working on improvements to Siri, you would think, right? Um, I've kind of been thinking about this and I think that the reason why it's taking them so long is because Siri kind of is, you know, looked down on people. People probably don't even use it because they think that it, you know, their experience with it hasn't been very good lately or, you know, since the beginning. And so it probably isn't enough for them to just come up with like an assistant that says, hey, now we're on par with Alexa, right? Because like, who cares, right? So I feel like they kind of have to go, if they can, they kind of have to leapfrog and and go next level and, and do more stuff. And so like one of the things that the other assistants don't do, for example, at the home is we have one Google Home, but it's linked to Karen's Google account, right? I can't, you know, I can talk to it, but it doesn't know whether it's me or Karen, right? And it can't look at my calendar because it's, it's linked to Karen's, right? So that's not convenient for me, but also it's not secure for Karen, right? Because I can just say, hey, what's on my calendar? Or like, you know, read my emails or something like that. And, you know, maybe you don't want that, right? So I feel like um, hopefully I know what I'm Siri doing when I go to Jason's house next. <laughs> well, it's not my emails. You can, you can see Karen's emails. But um, I just think that they're going to work on Siri and maybe um, improve it such that it can – be way better, or, you know, hopefully better than the current assistants are from Amazon and Google. And I think that they have like a real opportunity here with the AirPods to be like a computer that's in your ear all the time. 
Yeah, but I mean, they have the opportunity to like do really well with gaming, like we talked about last week. But you know, yeah, it wasn't something that they. Pro- I mean, I think they care more about no, Siri than they do no, about no. Do not. You both have to take that statement back about the gaming. Okay. No, no, we no. said we said that they aren't doing anything with gaming. Yeah. Right. They're, um, they're not. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I kind of listened. You droned on a little bit. Uh, um. I do. I agree with you, Jason, but I feel like Apple's missing on this opportunity because it seems like Amazon is going for like all these small wins versus like I see Apple trying to release that one perfect thing. And I think it just may end up being too late because why will I need Siri if Amazon's everywhere in my house already by the time that perfect series released? Okay, so I think that, that Amazon is definitely way ahead, uh, and and Amazon and Google are both ahead of Google in terms of the home. But I feel like if you're tapping into like how many Alexas have they sold so far? Probably you know I don't know a few million, like five million, ten million, something like that, right? Amazon doesn't release, but it can't be like in the billions of devices, right? So if you can get like something that's really good that's linked to your phone, right? And also what I think is like the rumor was for the Apple Watch is that like last year they were trying to get LTE into the Apple Watch, couldn't quite do it, right? But I think that if you have like a a Siri speaker that's paired to your Apple Watch that's connected to the internet, you don't necessarily need your phone as much anymore, right? You can just talk to it and and have it check stuff. You can ask it questions. You can, you know, contact other people and communicate with other people, send messages and listen to messages all through your ear while you're walking around. You don't need your phone around, right? So that that's kind of like the next level of like, you know, quote unquote smartphone or smart device where it's actually in your ear. It's like miniaturized. I think that there's something there, right? And then if they can leverage that and they leverage iPhone users, which they have like hundreds of millions of sold iPhone devices, they just need to build like a, a speaker from the home and they, they go backwards, right? They don't, they don't actually start with a device for the home and try to compete when they're already behind. They make a device for their smartphones and they make that like a, a more viable option. And then they, then they just say, look, everything you can do on your phone, now you can just do it at home. You don't even need this AirPod in your, or in your ear. And they go that way. I feel like that's something that they would do. Yeah. I mean, I think that's maybe, yeah, that sounds like more compelling or something that would be nice if you didn't like carry your phone with you or if you could do it, you know, with like a watch with LTE and the AirPods paired to that. Um, do you think like Apple is behind because of their whatever like privacy thing or their desire to not like know, I don't know, what is it? Like they don't want to, like that's their whole thing, right? Apple's whole thing is like we don't collect, or we can do everything on device, right? Like not on, not in the yeah. cloud. Right. I mean, do you think that's that's hurting their like uh, like AI development or like their like Siri development in terms of both like maybe getting people that want to work on this stuff and then like in terms of like you know spitting out a product that can do like what you're like the things that you're talking about? So, I mean, I think it is probably. Um, but I was listening to a podcast. I think it was like Jason Snell and uh, Mike Hurley, the Upgrade podcast, and they were talking about like intelligence and. Like, I think that if you want Siri to do that stuff and like access your email and all this stuff, then, um, then you probably do need to give up some kind of level of privacy and Apple may not want to do that. But like, it's kind of like a subtle distinction, but they were saying that if you want to do things that Google does, such like you get an email from, uh, I don't know, American Airlines and it automatically adds it to your calendar or, you know, it, it creates a reminder for you automatically. Like they can do that without Siri knowing 
necessarily, right? Like they can just have like the mail app, just parse it and talk to calendar or something like that, right? Like I, I feel like they can do this in app without having to necessarily read your email. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so apparently that's what, that's what Google does. They have like these apps running on Gmail, you know, so when you get your email, it'll like recognize your your flight stuff and then like kind of just add it to calendar. So okay, I, I think that they can they can do this without necessarily reading it and um and like exposing your privacy. Right, right, right. So I, they they still have a wor- a while to go there because like they haven't really shown any indication that they're going to do this. But I think it's possible. But I think in general, obviously, like if you have more data, you know that that is easier, right? That makes your job easier. So it probably does hurt them. To some extent. Which I think is why Apple... Yeah, I agree with Jason. Uh, Apple's got an uphill battle, especially since we're talking about all these things and uh, that big giant in the room, Google, they already have my calendar. They already have my email. I mean, do you really use your Apple email for emailing anything? No. I no. mean, you, no, I don't. you got I, one, but you don't use no. it. Well, right, but but like I think that they can they can build it into the mail app. Um, they don't need to. You don't. You don't need to have your like email Apple received. Mail. Yeah. Right. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You actually use Apple Mail? No, no, no. So, but I don't even need to you use it. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, no, no, no. But like, it's getting my email whether I use the app or not, right? When I open the app, right? Like, I don't need to use it to compose email or even read email. It's getting my email, even though it's a Gmail account, right? And so it can then read the emails and then parse something and put it in my calendar or create a reminder or, or do all that stuff, whether I actually actively use the mail app or not. Yeah, no, I mean, there, there's a lot of ifs and there's a lot of, you know, like you have to, they have a long ways to go. They haven't really shown, again, like they haven't really shown an indication that they're capable of doing this. But it's an interesting thought experiment, I think. I guess I'm going to be buying a Android phone. <laughs> <laughs> You know, real quick, like one thing that I thought uh, was really interesting was that, um, do you guys listen to like Ben Thompson or like read Ben Thompson's work? Uh, no, not really. I, I only listen to him like, when he's on like the talk show or something. He, he's actually really good, but he's talking about like the voice assistants and how like Amazon is, is you know, facing Google right, right now. And everyone, including myself, I think Google will probably win because... They probably have the smarter guys and the, you know, more data and things like that. But, um, one point that he brings up is that Google's business model is based on serving you ads, right? That, you know, they, they're starting to make money or they're trying to make money on hardware and they make some money here and there on other things. But, um, the large majority of their income is from serving ads. And the problem with the voice interface is that unlike the web where you can just search for something and they can show you like 10 results, you know, and then give you a sponsored result and kind of, you know, and show you an ad while you're doing it. When you're interacting with something using your voice, you don't want like 10 choices. You just want the one answer, right? So there's very little places for them to serve ads. Like you're, they're not going to say, Hey, we'll give you your answer in 10 seconds after you listen to this ad, right? Cause no one will use that. Right. So, the question becomes like, how are they going to then monetize this? Like if this is where the future is and, and who knows, maybe it's not going to be the future because people tend to not like talking out loud to their devices yet. Right. But yeah, if this is, is why I going, think the, that's why I think the home is the first battleground. Whoever wins the home may end up taking it all. And that's why, uh, that's also why Amazon is in a very unique place because of what you mentioned about Google makes its money from ads. Amazon's like, Okay, great. Sure. You're going to use the Google Home. When you buy something, where are you going to buy it from? 
Right. No, no, that's exactly the point is that Amazon makes money from selling stuff. So they don't care. They don't need to sell you ads, right? So they don't need to worry about like, well, how are we going to make money off this stuff? Because like, naturally, you're just like, hey, we need more toilet paper, order toilet paper. Or like, you know, oh, this thing is, sounds pretty cool. Like, book me a ticket to go, you know, or whatever it is that you're going to buy. Like Amazon makes money because they, they already had that relationship uh, established with the customer, right? Whereas Google doesn't have that. And so it's really interesting where like, I think Amazon's going to, you know, or Google's going to do a better job of getting this right. But if they can't make money off of it and Amazon can, then Amazon might actually have a leg up. Yeah, I think Amazon has the advantage because their end game is just to get it everywhere and they'll just be able to beat everyone on a price point. Right. Because you've already seen, it's like, okay, great. The home's out there, but you can get a bunch of taps for dirt cheap and you're now part of a smart home. One analogy that he made was that like um, Amazon was able to disrupt Microsoft because Microsoft was selling an operating system based on licensing, right? So people had to pay for it. And and Google doesn't care about that because they're not making money off software. They're making money off ads. So they can give it away for free. So they're like, hey, use Android because um, we're we're not going to charge you for it. And they just want users, right? And it's kind of like Amazon is doing the same thing to Google where Google needs to make money off of this uh, via ads, but... it's a platform that doesn't really at least naturally lend itself to ads. Whereas Amazon can just say, just put Alexa everywhere you want. You can use it for free. We'll do, you know, we'll work with developers. We'll get it everywhere. Kind of like the Netflix approach, because once it's on there, they're going to buy stuff and we'll, you know, we'll make money that way. Right. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, that makes, yeah, that makes sense. I think, I don't know. I mean, I don't know which approach is better, but I think right now, yeah, Amazon's definitely doing, you know, a better job. I mean, at CES this time, there were like, uh, like so many things that had like Alexa built in, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. Shh, quiet. No, no, go, go to sleep, Alexa. Okay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Alexa, order me a dollhouse. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah. I, I just want Apple to kind of get in the game, whether it's with AirPods or a speaker or, or something. I don't know. Do you um, think they will this year? I think so. I mean, okay, I guess this a short aside to Apple. Like, a lot of people are down on Apple, including like Apple fanboys, right? Like, this has probably been a, a 2016 was a bad year for Apple, I think, right? I think that they're really set up for a big year here because they have like the new iPads. They didn't refresh any iPads last year, right? They have, I hope they're going to release like a 4K Apple TV because I have a 4K TV now and we generally use our Apple TV a lot to, to like watch Netflix and stuff. And, now I can't watch any Netflix on my Apple TV because it's not coming in 4K. So hopefully they release a, you know an updated 4K Apple TV. Um, I think they they just what did they do? They, they like loosen the restrictions on the app size for like TV OS apps. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's like a, a foreshadowing of like improvements to Apple TV somehow, right? Yep. So I think they're set up to like release. You know, maybe that Siri speaker was rumored to come this year. So as long as there's no delays, maybe it will come this year. Uh, the iPhone eight or whatever they're going to call it, the tenth year anniversary iPhone, is supposed to be a big. I think that they they are set up for like a lot of big products this year. Um, whether they'll actually deliver on them, who knows, right? If you're judging by last year, then maybe they won't, and they're in trouble. But so so I think this is like a very telling year. Like I think they they're in a position to really come out with some really good products. And if they do, then great. But if they don't, then I think that that's really reason to, con- to, to be concerned, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I hope they, I hope they do. I mean, I would love to have like uh, something that uses Siri, but 
I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty happy with like the Echo right now. So I mean, I was thinking about getting a home after you were talking about it. The maybe I don't know when it was a few weeks ago. Um, but I'm just like I don't know why like I would need it other than just like to play around with it. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, I like it, but I mean, if you have eight Echoes, you probably don't need to get a home. Yeah. How about you, Will? Are you invested in any of these? I'm seriously considering uh, Amazon. Uh, I played around with Alexa a little bit over the Christmas break. And since I do way too much through Amazon, I'm thinking that's where I'm going to end up putting my money. Nice. And it's cheap. It's cheap. It is cheap. Yeah. Yeah, the dots are... Just like, yeah, 50 I mean, bucks, right? Yeah, and then you can recoup that. They have so many, like, Alexa-exclusive deals. Yeah. I mean, I don't even have to spend money. If I felt like I can just turn my spare Raspberry Pi 2 into one. Oh, yeah, oh, that's really? true. You, can, you yeah. can turn it into an Alexa? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, I think it'll be really interesting. I don't know. Like, I've just been listening to a lot of podcasts about AI and voice, and Ben Thompson is really good, and, and it's just been... I'm, cu- I'm kind of curious to see where it's going to go. I'm not sold that voice is is like the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I think that the assistants are like kind of novel. They're they're neat, but they're just none of them are that good right now. Um, and I, I don't. I mean, I wonder how long it will take. And it's kind of like 3D or I don't know, maybe even VR. Like I wonder how how good VR. I mean, VR is really awesome. Like it's it's cool. But like, is this the future or is AR the future? Right? And is this just like a stopgap? And so is voice just a stopgap between whatever's next? Or before whatever's next, or is is voice the next thing? I, I don't know. Right? I mean, it seems like a like Apple keeps talking about kind of coyly about AR, right? Or Tim Cook does at least when at least when asked about yeah. AR versus VR. But even Oculus is working on AR, right? Like they talked about like the Mark Zuckerberg was like in a, someone's home and right, like you can kind of like have like a, your little avatar in there and yeah, yeah. Right? So yeah. I mean, I, I feel like AR is probably the future. It's just even further away. So people right. are working on VR right now, mm-hmm. but like. Um, once AR is good and out there, like, do we still want? I think there's still value in VR, right? Like, I actually tried um, Super Hot. I think. Like, have you played that on VR? Uh, uh-uh. it's really awesome. It's really cool. I played it with. I've uh, not played it on VR, but it's really cool in VR because it's literally like. I mean, I don't even know what it, how it plays on PC or like you know with controller. Like, mm-hmm. it got pretty good reviews too. It but plays like, awesomely. That's what yeah. you, it plays awesomely. Yeah, it got good reviews. Um. And it has a really cool style. But in VR, like when you're literally like shooting stuff by like pointing and shooting and then like throwing stuff and like dodging bullets by like moving your body, like that's, it's really cool. Um, so like, you know, AR is not going to really give you that because you don't have like a room that actually looks like that, right? You can have like fake bullets or fake people appear in your room, but you know, sometimes you want the atmosphere, right? Like mm-hmm. you want the fake atmosphere. So I think there's, there's still value there, but like, I mean, is it like a niche and AR is a real deal? Uh, probably is my guess. Or is that also because of the fact that you really can't run anything in VR on a Mac platform yet? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, I went to Andy's place and I, I played it on a PC. No, I'm not running it on a, on a Mac. But if you have a chance to check out Superhot, it's really awesome. And I think I played uh, The Climb at Best Buy. That was really cool, too. All right. We did it again. Another one-hour podcast. <laughs> so much for the uh, new shorter format. Yep. We'll work on that next week. Um, you can follow us at For The Podcast, and uh, we're at ForThePodcast.com. Uh, anything else, guys? Nope. 
Nope. All right, I'm off to go eat some chicken nuggets. See you next week. Cool. See ya. <laughs> Bye.